Hey everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the new release films of the week. This week we watched Francis McDormand in the Oscar hopeful Nomadland and Rosamund Pike in the Netflix original film I Care A Lot. What have you been doing that I've been telling you to do for the last week? Um, yes, actually, I came home from I did I did an early shoot this morning up like probably forty five minutes north of my house. Came back after catching some Pokemon, and come to find out that pork shoulder was cooking in the crock pot with some Dr Pepper. So <laughs> I ate it for hey. dinner tonight. Wait, with the sauce? Did you make the barbecue sauce? So yes, we made the sauce. My dad took a few liberties with his own little nitpicks with it which i really protested like i tried a lot i'm like spencer's not gonna he's not gonna think it's genuine if you mess with it he's not gonna like that he's like it'll be better so he made it his way with the he just mixed it all together did it all all at once for like eight hours still really fucking good not gonna lie i don't know if it's the same but i dug it so i finally ate it <laughs> but i did none of the work i just ate the food <laughs> so fantastic uh, yeah, yeah. No. It was, uh, it was pretty solid, dude. I wish we had some more fixings for it, like because it looked like when you made it, you had a few extra thingamajigs in there. But you gotta put the uh, coleslaw like on top. I'm not a coleslaw it. person, dude. I fucking no, no, hate... but don't mix it with. No, 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 you just need like the coleslaw, like the cabbage and like the the salad. The cold, you don't, a little I, bit of a cold I don't mix it hot. in with the dressing. I don't like mix. Sorry, it's just like the coleslaw stuff. I don't necessarily put like the sauce in on that. Oh, okay, uh, just a little it's bit. Just it's the lettuce on top. aspect. Yeah, the greens. I feel you. You throw that you. in there. Yeah, and so. then you, you can you can if you save some of the barbecue sauce on the side, you can you know put that on. We did on do top. that. We did throw a little extra. I toasted some buns. You know, simple but like pretty fucking good. I'm probably gonna throw it on a barbecue chicken, or I guess it's pork. So barbecue pork pizza, maybe tomorrow with some jalapenos. It's amazing like as as wraps. If you can make a really good wrap out of it, though, it's that's really good. What as if well. I threw it in an omelet? And made a breakfast burrito out of it. I'd probably be good I mean, in pretty much. Do whatever anything. you want. I, I have <laughs> literally like a half a crock pot still in my fridge of it. So anyway, Spencer, welcome back to Mainstream Boys. How about that? You excited to be here once again with uh with me, Mainstream Boy, little ducky, quack quack. Yeah, sure. Okay, doesn't sound like it, but um, <laughs> here we are once again. The show where we uh, watch the new release films of the week. Uh, we grab a big buffet. We grab a big bucket of popcorn, maybe a nice cold cherry Coke. Uh, in terms of candy, ooh, Spencer, do you remember those Nestle, like, Crunch of Bunches? Those are pretty fucking Bunch good. Bunch of Crunch? Bunch of Crunch, yeah. They're like little, little looking. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I haven't had them um, in a long time. I never got them often, but I, I definitely remember them. Yeah, they're, they're not bad. They're pretty good, from what I remember. I don't they're, think they're uh, worth spending 425 on it, though. That might have been like a five seventy five one. Wasn't a four twenty five like the lower end of? Oh, I can't remember now. No, three seventy five was the lowest candy we would sell. Sometimes three fifty, but that's like a, a stale like gummy bear. Right, just one single gummy bear like off yeah, the floor, exactly. off of Dennis's shoe. Yeah, and seven dollars um, for a bottle of water. It was three fifty. So you don't need a coffee was like a coffee, I believe, was the lowest price thing on the menu <laughs> off the Keurig. Was, yeah. And like it but took like 35 like... minutes to warm up. <laughs> and people were like 250 or something Come on. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. We, we made it in a Keurig as they watched us. <laughs> Dude, we were some of that shit, like especially the pretzels, like, no, we don't have any made up. So you have to wait like 20 minutes. 
<laughs> you could wait around. Go delivered to you in the theater, but then you kind of forget. So it's like halfway through the movie, and then they come out, and they're like, "Wait, the movie's over. I never got my pretzels." And like, "Oh, I can go reheat them for you if you'd like." And they're like, "Oh my oh, god, fuck you!" So many things. Uh, if it's, uh, it's yeah. just not worth the travel mess. But you're gonna pay extra to sit around and wait for shitty pretzels with uh, whatever. Anyways, yeah, take that. You eat it. Put your feet up, take your pants off, and you watch Bella Thorne movies, the new release films of the week. Me and Spencer here. This week, we had two films that we covered. Um, one that I hadn't heard of until recently, and then the other is Nomadlands with Frances McDormand, Spencer. Correct. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you need, like, information or something. I, I don't know. I don't yes. know. When, I, when I stop talking Correct. and say, Spencer, I kind of expect you to just be like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. Noted. Um, were you looking forward to either of these two films this week, Spencer, going into it? Yeah, I mean, the buzz around Nomadland was huge, especially coming off of uh, the, all the festivals like TIFF, and um, I think it maybe was even at Sundance, I don't know, but I knew that it was getting a lot of awards buzz, especially with the Oscars um, coming up here, uh, so... I definitely was excited to check it out, and I got to see it a couple of months ago, but I was definitely due for a rewatch, and I was very happy to see that Hulu picked it up and was going to distribute it, um, although it is playing on IMAX screens where you what? can go see theaters, so Why? that's pretty interesting. They um, really are running out of movies to play in theaters, dude, if they're going to throw that on IMAX. I'm sorry. I mean, well, it's, I it's shot in a way that's I'm sure it would be very fun to see in IMAX. I mean, there's some shots in the movie, and we'll talk about it, that are just immaculate. So, I mean, it would have been fun. It's definitely the way to see movies. It's better than oh, yeah. seeing it on your TV or phone, wherever you're watching your movies on Hulu. But um, anyways, it got it got a distribution to a platform where a, a lot of people can check it out before the awards pick up uh, the Oscars, because it is going to get... A lot but yeah we'll talk about it oh yeah and it already does have uh four nominations for the golden globes best picture best screenplay best director best actress so you know more than likely those a few of those are going to transfer over to uh the oscars especially with francis mcdormand who's already got an oscar uh for three billboards two but oscars two, what was the other one for she has uh, three billboards outside ebbing missouri and fargo Oh and oh man, I'm stay tuned. Collector collector's corner most likely that'll be there at some point. Nomadland, so it's a rated R, an hour and forty seven minutes, seven point six on IMDb, ninety five percent critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a seventy seven percent audience rating. You are one of those lucky people that can travel anywhere. Yes, ma'am. I know. And they sometimes call you nomads. My mom says that you're homeless. Is that true? No, I'm not homeless. I'm just. Houseless. Not the same thing, right? No. My husband worked at the USG mine in Empire. I was a substitute teacher. It is a tough time right now. You may want to consider early retirement. I need work. I like work. Following the economic collapse of a company town in rural Nevada, Fern, Frances McDormand, packs her van and sets off on the road exploring a life outside of conventional society as a modern-day nomad. This film features real nomads, Linda May, Swanky, and Bob Wells as Fern's mentors and comrades in her exploration through the vast landscape of the American West. Directed by Chloe Zhao. Uh, she is working on The Eternals coming up here, which, uh, so with Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, and Kit Harrington. That is gonna, that is a weird cast if I've ever heard one. We'll see if that fucking works I'm excited out, for it. It's gonna be different. 
I'll watch anything. I don't care. I but you know I haven't seen the three of them in anything for a while. So we do have Francis McDormand, Francis McDormand from Three Billboards, Isle of Dogs, Moonrise Kingdom, and a bunch of other stuff. Fargo. Yeah. So going into this, I really didn't know much about her other than you were like, hey, look forward to watching Francis McDormand shit in a bucket for an hour and a half, and I was like, all right, great, can't wait for that. Um, and that's not that far from the truth, to be completely honest, because she, she does shit in a bucket a couple times, but, I mean, if you're living in a van, you, you kind of have no choice. I've gone camping. I've shit, I've, no, we've done, we, we had a job where we, <laughs> my job was to set up a toilet on a rock overlooking the ocean. It's probably some of the best bathroom time I've ever had, personally. It's <laughs> just like... Fan, like nobody around except at the end of the day and... you got to go back to a house where she was back in a van and a freezing cold they were van all doing a, the yeah nomads. well exactly there is a slight difference i guess we had got to go back to a very beautiful home um i had a fantastic room by the way i gotta um, be honest though i mean <laughs> that is it, it seems like that's a huge trend right now and like this was something oh, that was yeah. seen long before this movie uh I, I even knew this movie was even coming out was like I, I mean, I know a couple of people that even do this. They live in a van. And you know, just people drive personally that country. do this. Yeah, I know one person that does it. Uh, okay. and another person that I just follow online that they do it. Um, but I see it also in videos too. It just pops up all the time. It's just people living in their vans, absolutely traveling, like, the country and stuff. Because really, I mean, you can live a very minimal life. You don't need much if it's to live. I mean, you can. You only need the essentials, and then you can just get in a van and drive it anywhere. That that concept is just very fascinating to a lot of people um and even me i mean that would be very cool i think it would just be hard to the longevity of it i think might be just very tough right and i think i mean this movie is a different representation of what i would consider like a regular nomad life in terms of like our generation doing it like our generation is like people who i mean pretty i mean it's similar but like it's a bunch of young people who are like basically they live off their social media like advertisements and stuff like they have like Right. 300,000 followers or something and it's like oh I'm here with my golden retriever <laughs> exactly so like yeah. it's it's different obviously this one explores the older generation who basically have no choice but to go on this journey and sort of toward the ends of their lives for some of them I I didn't know what it like I didn't know the term nomad until this movie like I didn't know what nomad land was like I didn't know yeah, yeah. so um in terms of the story of this film I thought that I mean Francis McDormand I mean, she's fucking great. Like, what do you expect? She's she's a really phenomenal actress. She's a chameleon. She can blend into any movie. <laughs> like, she is. She is literally a chameleon. She can be any character, and you buy it. Like, I I haven't seen with, her in enough stuff. But you mentioned Fargo. Really? Like, yeah. I, I mean, you haven't seen Fargo? No, or I have. Or you have. And okay, she's fantastic in it. But I never was. Have you like, seen oh, Three Billboards cool. Outside Ebbing, Missouri? Yeah, she's great. No, that's phenomenal in that. Yeah, she's actually going to be in the movie we're going to be talking about in the those movie dudes main podcast uh, this week. The man who wasn't there. Um, oh no, shit. Okay, so she's in a lot of Coen Brothers films as well. She, she's just an incredible actress, and just like yeah, I mean from Fargo, her Minnesota ac- uh, accent, and just like oh, don't you know that that type yeah, of character? Yeah, I'd love and that. then uh, the three billboards where she's this like very brooding, intimidating woman, just like out seeking justice, and then here she's just a very natural, just person as in just she literally seems like a worker at amazon or just a worker at this resort just living in her van seems like a very real person as a yeah as a like aside from being like a character like it seemed like someone you would run into 
you know 100%. what i mean like a very like, realistic you, feel like you know someone exactly like her like that's oh absolutely how she's able to embody a character which is i think is really one of the best things about this movie is just her natural and raw performance and like it's no wonder she's getting the awards uh recognition that she is getting for this movie and it's no wonder she's getting it throughout her career i mean she's just been fantastic in everything that she's in um and it's just a huge testament here i think she's great i guess for me it's like she's one of those actresses like i haven't seen her in a lot but i'm not surprised when she just gives a great performance it's kind of like meryl streep where i'm just like oh okay that's just francis mcdormand being being francis mcdormand and or like daniel day lewis and sure it's not walking phoenix all these other master class actors so i I hate to be rooting against her but like i hope she doesn't win i really don't since she just won she (laughs) got her basically got her career oscar i mean just give it to someone fresh and new, but that's just a 25-year-old talking to me. That's your personal That's uh, me. Opinion. She, yeah. She's great, but, like, give it to someone else. But the film itself, like, like it's really good. In terms of the, the cinemascope, the, the landscapes, the beautiful cinematography, really, really fantastic. I do love a lot of the people she runs into because a lot of the stories you end up hearing are, like, really sad and realistic because a lot of the people she runs into are real human beings. I don't know if they were, if these are real stories that actually took place in real life, but, like, they pull your heartstrings a lot of the times. These these older people, some of them are dealing with illnesses, some of them, their families have fallen apart, that's why they're on the road. So it definitely hits on some some strong points with these people. So I, I like, those character moments were the ones that probably hit me the hardest as opposed to her, like, working at Amazon or just, like, cleaning out toilets and shit so yeah that's kind of stuff bored me but the 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 intimate moments were really good in this movie and that was something that i really picked up more on on the rewatch uh this week because it's been a couple of months since i'd seen it it's been a while um but watching this again i was able to kind of pay more attention to those characters that she does run into on the road and i think that they all do a great job and especially with very little to no acting experiences i mean it's it's been uh said that these people are not actors and that they're just real people just willing to share stories in the film um and some of the stories that they do share i mean they're so intimate and powerful i mean that one uh, of the old man with the big beard sharing the story about like his son had just yeah. like, killed himself and like mm-hmm. it was his birthday and he was, he was sharing that with her um which is very powerful like in, in inspiring inspiring stuff um and I, I will say the third act of the movie uh is what i think saved it for me because i will agree the stuff of her just kind of working at amazon working at the the hotel resort cleaning bathrooms mopping floors i mean all that kind of mundane stuff her car breaks down she has to deal with like yeah (laughs) trying to get it fixed (laughs) it is very 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 slow and it's not really everybody's cup of tea i mean it the story kind of just moves at a very slow pace and you're just kind of, you got to have to accept that she's just kind of, you know, floating around and seeing different characters and interacting with them. And yeah. it's still very fascinating and it still works on a rewatch, even though those scenes do kind of drag it down a little bit. The cinematography is just phenomenal. It's so good. Like those walking shots of her just kind of walking around the nomad camps and stuff and just oh, like absolutely. at sunset and just the people that she was talking to and, the blocking of the scene too, and it just, the, the cars come in at the right time. And it was just they had like three, like three or four of those scenes that were just like, oh, it's no wonder this is going to get the cinematography nomination, if not win for uh, the Oscar. It's it's very, and they were very well shot. 
they were working with obviously some beautiful landscapes, but I mean, that doesn't just happen. You this obviously the cinematographer did a fantastic job. Also, it did get nominated for original screenplay or no, I think it was maybe adapted because this was a book. Either way, the dialogue between these characters is really good because that's kind of what uh ultimately has to carry the film i do think however this movie would kind of work better with like an older crowd like i can see going to kind of like an art house theater at like 3 p.m and an older crowd hops in and they sit oh, down it's like and they packed and everything yeah, yeah and, and they're the just like time, oh my like, god oh, Frances mcdormand actress she's in oh what's she in oh she's in oh, oh what is it Burnout? what no no jerry jerry it's like oh god please just sit down and watch the movie and use google after i have to pee yeah <laughs> oh, um yeah let me just get up you want popcorn it's like the no. whole theater would smell like a nursing home but i Dude. And it's and that's and I've been in those situations. Trust me. When I I uh, when I saw, uh, uh, can you tell that we've been in those situations? Yeah. <laughs> can you tell? Many times, oh many God. times, dude. Many of those movie choices that we had to make when we were reviewing movies. Hey man, somebody ago, had man. to do it for the viewers, and we still do it now. We just watch it at home in the comfort of our own house. I will. I think that the movie. It's an hour and forty eight minutes. To me, it felt like almost three hours long because it just it. It's just, it is really slow with her just kind of dealing with a lot of mundane issues, but it does touch on some really interesting concepts and, like, concepts that are going to be close to home for a lot of people of her age. I think with, like, the older generation, you know, as as the younger generation is taking over, these people who have worked so hard their entire lives, like, they work 40 years to get a 401k, and, like, they'd actually mentions at one part of the movie, she's like, yeah, I only have $500 in my retirement, yeah, this know. is one of her friends. I it's like that was I was like, oh, that I was sucks. Like, like, that's and there's terrible. so many people in that situation, and it's so sad because these older people, a lot of them have lost a spouse or something that they were with for their entire life since they were probably 18. They got married and they work so hard, and they just they don't have a lot to show for it. So yeah, it's that. And I think <sighs> that type of stuff is what I really liked and appreciated more on the rewatch because. Uh, yeah, because you're not getting like a Robin Williams RV movie here. Like, no, this isn't. <laughs> JoJo's not this in the film. Unfortunately, this is very Josh slow. Not in the it movie. looks at these old, this the an older generation that has yeah worked their whole lives and just has has nothing but their van <sighs> and their possessions, and they're and them also like coming to peace with that, and being okay with it, and that like I was trying to allude to earlier, that last scene in the third act, it really holds it together with her kind of revisiting her old home yeah spoiler Eh, and kind of also then what happens after that like that scene of her this is sorry spoiler but her just kind of walking through the fence and walking off i really appreciated that shot because it was just like okay she's 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 accepted that this is her life now and she's okay with it and she's she's at peace with what had happened because she'd held on so much to her husband the character was interesting and, it, and again like it's a realistic character i like the scene when she goes home and meets her sister or sees her sister after a long time um and everybody that tried to help her she was like no 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 i don't want help i don't i'm good and it, it's admirable that some people are just like no like i realize that my situation looks dire but like i'll be okay and i i think characters like that just impressed me because not everybody could do that you know a lot of people will mooch off somebody for the longest period of time i mean hey i live with my dad i don't mind it <laughs> you know i mean yeah. so you saw how pissed uh swanky was when her like tire broke down and she was taking yeah the nap. she's like you and gotta she, be like, prepared for lectured this. her for like two hours about like how you gotta be prepared and she was just like oh my god you serious <laughs> but yeah I mean, yeah no and that, that's the lifestyle though so 
I totally understand the awards hype that it has. I can't wait to see how many Oscars it's going to get for nominations. I'm sure that will be announced in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's going to get a Best Picture, Best Director, Cinematography, Best Actress, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and it's very well deserved. We'll see what happens if it wins. I don't think I will watch this movie again now that I've seen this twice. I think I'm like, okay, I get the story. I understand the uh, performances, and it's great. I'm still pretty high on the movie. I'm going to give it a four out of five. I think it's really great. I love how it was shot. I love the performances. And I just liked how it looked at life through a different lens. It was it was nice to take in. Yeah, I, I agree for the most part. It is shot very well. Obviously, the acting talent with Frances McDormand and surprisingly all the, the nomads was, I mean, really great for, for the most part. I, I didn't know that they were not actors. There were There were times where I was like, is this guy and how did he get this role like how did he audition for this like they're just like where do they even find these people but i mean they're nomads so they went out of their way to find these people to play themselves the film focuses on some some tough messages that uh i'm sure a lot of people go through especially the older generation so maybe i can't relate to it but getting old sucks and i've seen people get old and this is uh definitely a unique take on it so i will go three and a half out of five I think it was a solid film, but uh, definitely nothing that I would really watch again. Maybe till I'm older. Copy that, yeah. Maybe you can revisit yeah. it, and uh, you know, when I'm sixty, years, living you on the road, and... are a nomad, and uh, you know. Anyway, Spencer, uh, we do have a second film this week. One that uh, I wasn't expecting to watch. We told me you watch it, so I took the time Same. out of my day to go ahead and check it out. I randomly wasn't, you know, I couldn't sleep Friday night, and I was like, you know what? You watched this at I'll 1 a.m., huh? Movie. Yeah, that? it was 1 a.m. And I was like, you know what? As this just came out. I heard good things. We all, we, we, It was in consideration to, you know, maybe watch it for the podcast. I logged on logged on Netflix. It was the first one there. I was like, okay, I'm going to hit play. And I pressed play. And I'm just going to say the it movie was by. over pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it, oh, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> it was pretty in- interesting. This movie, I, I watched the trailer and I was like, all right. Oh, that- wait, beforehand? Yeah, like probably a few days ago, I watched it. The trailer, it didn't seem that interesting to me. I was like, I kind of, I might skip that because I don't know whoever made the trailer. It just, it didn't show like the tension filled like ride that this film ends up being. Um, it is rated R. It's almost two hours long. It's on Netflix, uh, six point three on IMDb, eighty one critical on Rotten Tomatoes, and a thirty three audience. That's a divide. I think okay. I know exactly why. It, it makes sense. Um, I'm not surprised whatsoever. <laughs> it's kind of an offensive. Oh, insanely. Movie at times. <laughs> There's no hero in this film. It um, boiled my blood in several scenes. <laughs> it's it's weird it's a weird dynamic because this week we have a film that kind of uh I mean it shows the elderly in a very positive light, and then this one is taking advantage of the elderly. So was, yeah, exactly. I was like, good Sports. lord. Good morning, Miss Peterson. I'm sorry to disturb you so early. The court has ruled that you require assistance in taking care of yourself. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm afraid it's not up to you to decide. The court has appointed me to be your legal guardian. What? You have to come with me. And remember, I'm here to help. Poised with shark-like self-assurance, Marla Grayson is a professional court-appointed guardian for dozens of elderly wards whose assets she seizes and cunningly bilks through dubious but legal means. It's a well-oiled racket that Marla and her business partner and lover Fran used with brutal efficiency on their latest cherry, Jennifer Peterson, a wealthy retiree with no living heirs or family. But when their mark turns out to have an equally shitty secret, 
of her own and connections to a volatile gangster, Marla is forced to level up in a game only predators can play, one that's neither fair nor square. Well, shit! Now the audience knows way more than I knew going into the movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's I, that the, was the, like the whole thing right there. Now you know. Now you know. All right. Now you um, know. Okay. Uh, Peter Dinklage is in the movie. Rosamund Pike's in the movie. Uh, the really attractive girl from Baby Drivers in the movie. I was like, damn, what's she from? Oh yeah, Isaiah, Isaiah Gonzalez. Gonzalez and uh, yep. Diane West. So uh, I was very surprised with this movie. I I really did not expect much going in, but once you realize like what these characters are up to, you're just like, holy shit, that is fucked up. But like, I'm down. Like, I'm down to see where this goes. And, like, it definitely threw me for a loop. I did not expect kind of just, like, how intense uh, Rosamund Pike's character was going to be. I haven't seen her in a lot of movies, but she has a really good way of playing these super intense, like, dark characters. She's another actress where I'll use the term almost like a chameleon. She just blends into whatever character role she needs to be. And she's phenomenal and this she's movie crazy good dude. and in everything that she's in i mean especially gone girl i've only seen that once but yeah her performance has still stuck with me just of how sinister she was and how sinister she is in this movie how evil yeah, she dude. is and yeah i mean that first act like i mean i wasn't debating turning it off but like i was just like <laughs> oh god she is a snake she is disgusting and despicable and it was horrible seeing how she was exploiting these old people and how she just looked at them as just like cash guzzling like bodies like she yeah. just didn't care about them whatsoever despite the fact that she is a legal guardian and i mean i know it's an exaggeration i hope it's an exaggeration on fucking people that are in this position but like goddamn i don't know i wonder how easy is easy this is to get away with obviously uh this movie exploits it to like the fullest extent i thought oh, it was sure. really yeah. funny uh especially the courtroom scenes <laughs> the uh the judge, the judge was terrible <laughs> the oh judge my god was so stupid and so how did you dumb. get the same judge every time like i yeah he's probably a family court judge so like all the cases she presents are in the same sort of judicial area but like still like he must have been impartial in some cases so it it just <laughs> i just thought it was funny how like he was always on her side he was every time she would give a monologue he'd be like yeah i agree cool <laughs> But I mean, I, I gotta be surprised. I, I got, I'm sorry. I gotta be honest. I thought this movie was gonna be pretty straightforward. Like I, like I said, I didn't really know too much about it going in. But I was really surprised by how much style the movie had, how mm-hmm. much like editing the movie had. <laughs> like they had very aggressive editing, uh, and the score. It's very much like a Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross type score. They did the score for wow. um, uh, Social Network and. Girl with Dragon Tattoo, and also Soul that just came out. They have very like a techno-y type sound to them. And the score in this one was loud and intense, almost like Uncut Gems, if you remember that score. It was just very like intense and embraceive. It's like, God damn, all right, <laughs> we're, we're along with this ride. Uh, and the movie does go to places that I just was not expecting. Yeah, I, I think that's the, the biggest thing I took away from this movie. It's like, wow, I didn't expect that. So, but I mean, if you go into it, knowing all the stuff that you just read about the plot, <laughs> I wonder how entertaining it is, but I'm, well, I, I, because I the basically, 33% audience, that's so interesting. So I, 
I think about it this way. I think, it, and here's the thing. My dad really liked it. We all, we pretty much had the same opinions. He's like, yeah, that was really entertaining. I didn't see this and that coming. Uh, the characters are kind of despicable, but I think a lot of the people are going to be like, wow, these are awful people that are taking advantage of the elderly and they're just going to just write it off. They turn it off or they're just like, wow, this is ridiculous. I hate this. I don't want to, like, I'm going to give this a it. bad review. But here's the thing. The movie it did kind of bother me in one aspect and it is a bit style over substance to a point. Like it got to a it got to a point where it was like, okay, this is just a little. They're juggling genres and tones so aggressively, as in like, the, what movie are we in, guys? Like, let's sit down and focus because they're like, oh, it would be cool if this happened. They like get like a whiteboard and they're just throwing shit at it. Like, this yeah. would be funny. This would be cool. Peter Dinklage is a, is a Russian mob guy. That'd be hilarious. It's like, wait, hold on what movie are we in here? And like, it, it does do that a little too much uh, for my taste, I guess. Um, but it was still like interesting and, and fun to watch. Um, maybe not fun to watch, but it was, I didn't know where it was going to go next, I guess. I mean, they just build a lot of tension. It goes places that you don't expect. I think toward the end of the film, I was like, all right, I kind of get it. And like, I saw exactly what was coming. Like after that thing they do with Peter Dinklage without spoiling it. And then she's there the next day with her feet on the bed. That part. I was like, yeah, I saw that coming. I knew that was going to happen. But then they go a step farther and you're just like, okay, um, I don't know. Rosamund Pike's character just surprised me. Like she, she really just came out of nowhere and was this like total badass character. Even when she wasn't holding the cards, it just seemed a little bit too good to be true at times. I think with her. Especially the scene in the junkyard, <laughs> and also it was so un. I to me it, was, it seemed a little too unrealistic how stubborn she was when those threats started to come in. Yeah, man. Any rational person would be like, "I've I'm in way over my head because I know obviously what I'm doing is wrong." And yeah, I may have kidnapped the wrong person <laughs> if I'm getting these type of threats. Sure. I will accept $300,000 that you're going to give me that I, you know, shouldn't get anyways, but okay. But no, she's like $10 million. Go fuck yourself. I was like, where like, is this coming from? It made the movie like, interesting, but that's another <laughs> testament of the guy in the writer's room with the whiteboard. You'd be like, and this would be fucking interesting. It's like, <laughs> Just okay. throwing shit at the wall to see if it sticks. Throwing shit at the wall. See, yeah, exactly. Um, it, but, yeah. but yeah, it makes for really good entertainment. It would have been nice to maybe get a little backstory like yeah we know she's been doing this kind of pyramid scheme for a while but like why is she so fearless why is she so unwilling to cooperate with these like clear russian gangsters that are trying to murder her but it worked i mean it, it worked for the most part so maybe another reason why this has such a huge divide is the movie does it does want you to root for her i had and a hard I time doing it I really and that did. is the thing. It's like, but was there any? Was there ever a scene where you were rooting for her, or like being like, "Oh, I hope she like gets out of it and gets is okay"? Because towards the end, with the whole like, uh, I don't want to actually spot it. Really, don't want to spoil it. But there was a, there was a times where like you really are trying to like, I don't know. It's it's like towards the are end, we supposed to feel like sympathy for her, <laughs> but that and that's the thing is like I was very conflicted. I actually liked Peter Dinklage's character way more. I thought he was really funny. I'd and, love like, to see a whole movie around him. He's and what so, he's doing dude, in Boston, like he's so with the talented. Mafia. He's so, <laughs> so I just I love and maybe that's me going in a biased opinion because I just I'm just like so happy to see him in a movie. I'm like, oh my god, it's Peter Dinklage. With a beard. I equally I think enjoyed him in this <laughs> as well. Anytime he was on the screen in this movie, I was all for it. I was <laughs> just like I, a, I miss seeing Peter Dinklage in a, in, 
Exactly, content. dude. <laughs> it's just like he's the best. He's anything awesome. Anything that he's in, and he works as anything that he's in. Is it's awesome. For the most, it's just it took me by surprise. It was entertaining. I think the characters were a little bit ridiculous at times, but like certainly entertaining. I love Peter Dinklage eating his eclairs and just being badass and kind of just threatening people. His donuts, for some reason, which was not explained, he had a weird thing with the smoothie as well. And then Rosamund Pike's like drinking it at the end. It, it was just like, all right. It's a very, it's a very fun movie. I think if you're looking for like a tension-filled action flick with some twists and turns, with some very solid acting, cinematography, like you said, the music, check it out. Why not? It's on Netflix. Brand new film. Uh, I'm going to go three and a half out of five, actually, for this film as well. I think it's uh for completely different reasons, but... uh. Certainly entertaining. So if you're looking for something, Mainstream Boy recommends it. I'm surprised you said as well because I haven't graded the film myself. Well, I said same thing as Nomadland, but for different reasons. Oh, okay. you're alluding back to Nomadland. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But I am going to give it a three and a half as well. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. I, I would I match the grade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was surprised by it. I didn't expect the movie to be. I don't know as. I don't know, as fun to watch, I guess, but fun is a weird word to to describe this movie, but uh, I don't know. It was just a very different movie than what I was expecting it to be. Yeah, and Rosamund Pike is amazing, and her performance held the movie together for me as well. I thought she was fan- fantastic, and I even love seeing um, Isaiah Gonzalez in, in her, the supporting role as well. I thought she was a great sidekick character. All right, guys, yeah, so some very solid films this week. I, I'd highly recommend both of them if you're looking for a new mainstream film to check out. Uh, Nomadland is on Hulu, and uh, I Care A Lot is on Netflix. So if you have either of those streaming services... Definitely check those out. Leave your comments on our Instagram post or on the podcast itself. I'd really appreciate that. Spencer, I couldn't find anything worth, like, of note coming out next week. Do you know of anything? The only movie I know of is Tom and Jerry on HBO. Turner Warner Brothers release. So hopefully there's something else. But I wouldn't mind doing, like, a 40-minute podcast on Tom and Jerry. Yeah, well, um, next weekend, I believe, is the first time you're going to be able to rent Minari uh vod so it's gonna be on like apple platforms it's gonna be on like vandango wherever you rent movies uh you're gonna be able to rent it minari this is another film i watched a couple of months ago at one of those virtual online festivals and if we can talk about it next week maybe nate will even join who knows (laughs) it's uh if we can get access to it and, and get a rental of it it's worth it, Minari. Um, so, yeah, we'll do Tom and Jerry, but obviously we can do Minari. <laughs> That's another huge awards contender, uh, kind of like Nomadland, but it's a very different movie than Nomadland. It's uh, it's foreign, but shot like. in Arkansas, right? So like, it's, it's being considered shouldn't... a foreign film, despite the fact that it was all shot in Arkansas. Yeah. They just speak Korean in the film because it follows a Korean film. I'm sorry, it's interesting. a Korean family. Um, I feel yeah. like, in, especially in America, if they don't speak English in the movie, then they're going to classify it as It's a got the same film, so. musical composer as the guy that did the score for The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh, okay. That so was a, f- got a great fantastic score. film. Yes, toward the end of last year. All right. Well, that's uh, just string two, two solid films to check out next week. Looking forward to it. Uh, Spencer, we do have a couple other shows that we should probably mention before we say goodbye this Sunday evening. Sure, yeah, we have Those Movie Dudes podcast main show, which I kind of already mentioned. One of the films that we're going to be talking about uh, this coming weekend is The Man Who Wasn't There. It's a Coen Brothers film. Where was it? We're also... 
Well, I don't know. We have to find out. Oh. Uh, and then we're also talking about whatever happened to Baby Jane. It's a film on HBO Max that you guys. What can happened watch to her? As well, I don't know. We're gonna have to fucking find out, John. And, <laughs> and then the Kristen other Stewart film <laughs> we'll be watching is Underwater, another film on HBO Max, the Kristen Stewart film about a creature that is underwater. I guess. Um, Why is so she yeah. under there? Once again, <laughs> coming back on <laughs> Saturday and join us for the episode of Those Movie Dudes Podcast Main Show, where we're going to discuss all those three films, three films that we've never seen before. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're going to do. Dope. And I do believe we have one another show that comes out every Wednesday. It is uh, coming out this coming Wednesday is Collector's Corner, where we talk about house, our house. Our house is not a fancy place at all. Our house. We have pinups on the wall, from first hit to last drop. It's got a smooth full flavor that no other coffee can top. Our house, it's always good to the last drop. Make your house a Maxwell house. Our house, yeah, the 1977 foreign Japanese film House uh, was Nate's pick for that week. So if you're into kind of culty horror films, go ahead and check out Collector's Corner get physical with us all right thanks for joining me spencer once again episode 28 of mainstream boys thank god you're still alive appreciate it and uh that's gonna be toodles for me mainstream boy bye quack quack motherfucker thanks for listening to another episode of mainstream boys new episodes release every monday and you can stay up to date with everything those movie dudes by following us on instagram